Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to a Georgia Heat edition of This Is Recorded Podcast. I'm joined by um, a young um, black Nubian queen, uh, great mother, superwoman, and an asshole. Please introduce yourself. I'm Shay Stark, mom, all those things he said, minus the asshole part. Um, yeah. Okay, so where are you from? Everywhere and nowhere, military brat. Um, Atlanta has been home since 99, so I guess I am a peach by, by drop-off, I guess. Okay, but uh, you have been abroad. Where abroad have you been and where were you raised up partially? Um, Ansbach, Germany is where I spent my formative years. Um, basically all over Germany. Okay, mm-hmm. oh, we are in the summertime. What is your favorite summer memory as a kid? I used to love going back to Maryland, where my parents are originally from, Baltimore specifically, um, hanging with the family, doing those kind of things. Okay. Uh, in adulthood, do you have a favorite summer memory? Um, favorite summer? Probably summer I turned 30. Um, oh, yeah, the cruise. That, that, was, that was pretty epic. Um... So on that cruise, somebody had said someone's breath smells like shit. And, I think I heard that. And <laughs> so, uh, it was a very interesting time. You also salsa danced your way into 30. I, I definitely did. That that cruise had some stuff like, like off movies. Like, some of the company wasn't so great on the cruise, but, like, the memories. Like, it was crazy. Like, I literally walked past, and then you had someone serenade me. You know, that's a dream of mine, just to, like the only thing I'm missing is a flash mob but then like I was standing on the sideline the person I was with didn't really want to dance with me then this old like Dominican guy like really did spin me around and salsa dance me like off a movie and I really knew the moves that shit was that shit was an actual movie so that was a pretty good memory okay uh also what was that song that was uh Ed Sheeran we found love right it it was and he really sung that to me on my birthday like really sung to me and I looked really cute that day and my curls were everything okay uh, well, well that's good mm-hmm. uh do you have a favorite song or album that came out in the summertime you know the bad boys 2 soundtrack was cool it did have that nice beyonce song summertime that was I nice um i'm trying to think like I usually associate memories with like music and albums, but like off the top of my head, I can't think of like one album like that came out in the summer that like just was a was was it for me. I know when we got off the plane, like after we were in Germany for a long time, me and Shan came before the rest of before our mom and dad. Well, we were in Baltimore before them, and a song that kind of like kicked off our U.S. journey was uh, that Wayne Wonder song, like was the song playing when my no Erica picked us go. up. Yep. That was a good one. That, that, that was it. I don't remember what year that was. Had to be 99. Yeah. Had well, to be. Cause that's no, it was another it. song. Didn't we find out it was another song? No, I think that she thought it was another song, but I'm telling you it was that song. Oh. So when, I think that was it. 99. I don't know. We well, have to verify that. We might have to. Oh, oh, three. Um, don't fact check us on Wait, that one. We might need to fact check that. Like, I don't know. Let me see this. I think it's messing up. We have a technical difficulties. Uh, this is a ghetto podcast. <laughs> All right. I'll just hold it. Uh, 
So, I don't know. Will Smith, my favorite Will Smith song is Summertime. That's the greatest, like, summertime song ever. Because even, like, the two miles an hour, everybody see. Everybody say it was corny, but it was like, you didn't have to curse in that song. That's an anthem. That That is absolutely an anthem. That song, uh, your dad likes that one, too. Uh, when, you know, we was getting cameras and phones, he learned how to work it. He showed me that he recorded himself riding around listening to that. It was uh -huh. an old school vibe for him. What a sweet guy, man. So confidence. How you always had confidence. I didn't really I always been a jokester, but sometimes I didn't have a lot of confidence. Like in front of people or doing certain things, but you would think I do. I guess I got like that kind of comedian like you thinking like, oh, he's so outgoing and active, right. but deep down inside it's like I'm not all that. I don't like to talk in front of people, stuff like that. So have you always had confidence? Um, absolutely not. Um I think it's like much like you, I use like jokes and comedy as a way to kind of like, okay, mechanism. I'm not going to get picked on because you like, because my jokes are going to hit harder than yours. My, I'm going to be way funnier. Like I'm just, so I definitely use that as like a safe, a safety blanket for me. Like the super defense mechanism it is. for it like keep, all it, comedians. It, let me tell you, stuff. it keeps you safe because if your jokes are funny, if you can roast harder than the next guy, then you're safe from the from the abuse like yeah. listen to how I speak like I came when I came to the U.S. it was really hard for for me because it was like <clears throat> the in the south like it wasn't like my friend group I'm a military brat like I literally it's one of each of us like I have a white two white friends Dominican like it's just yeah it's a mix of us it was I never explained to me it was like a family but when you go right. back to the U.S. it's kind of it like, was like you walked into the cafeteria of the school and I was I was literally like shocked. It was like the white kids sitting over here, the black kids sitting over here, the three Asian kids sitting over here in the corner, the Spanish kids. And I was like, what the F? Because that's not how I grew up. That wasn't the dynamic. That wasn't what I was accustomed to. Right. But then here it is. We're in the South, right? So I, mind you, came from another country, but it's almost like we had to learn another language here because I didn't understand what the hell these people were saying. And now I'm white. I'm too white for the black too white for the black kids too black for the white kids because yeah. i speak english so that was kind of a, a big thing for me you know when we were younger it was like oh you talk white was a big thing but it's like i mean you talk it's, good it's, like i guess I, I feel like a lot of people say things to people where they wish they had that kind of like vocabulary or something like that but they don't know how to say it like hey like you speak really good, like you don't speak like yeah, the rest of us. But it was never, it was never articulated to me that way. It was always like, "Oh my gosh, y'all, you talk white as fuck," like you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, "And you, you talk stupid." Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a thing for me. So getting here, it was like once I'm on the defensive, whereas my yeah. whole life it had kind of been peace, like some real like kumbaya shit. I feel like they need to teach a class before they put military kids out into the world yeah. and tell us it's that the world is difference. not we were sheltered and it's literally all of my friends who yeah. i still talk to every single day um these are those were the best friends that i've ever made and i've never made any friends like that again because the world is weird yeah it feels like in the states for me it's like middle school everybody's cool but high school is where like you break off into your section black people hang with black people white people over there like it's just not unless you go to a predominantly black school you know, yeah. it's kind of like, and it's a few white people, Spanish people sprinkled around. But, yeah, it's definitely different. Like, how was your school experience? How was school for you, like, going to school? And what did you want to be coming out of school or when you was little? Because I, I heard that your son said he wanted to be 
a fireman or a donut at one time. I think it was a baked potato, but yeah, yeah, um, because I mean, people lie to kids and tell them you can be anything you want to be, um, and right. that's not fucking true. If you can't count, you probably cannot be an accountant. You can't, like, you cannot. And I think that that's a problem a lot of parents have. You walk around telling these people you could be a singer, but you can't sing. So yeah. it's like, don't tell people that. But um, I guess when I was younger, like, the dream for me would have been to like perform in some aspect, whether it be on like stage, like playing like music was like a really big thing for me sing and dance singing sing, dance and plays mo- more so like i would have loved to have done something on the like the broadway plays kind of side of it yeah mm-hmm. favorite beyonce album i know you're a big beyonce fan let me put you on the spot right now it's hard that four album seemed like it was pretty good four went it really did that 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 was that was definitely what was the album with that's the one Beyonce, the one with resentment and all that on it. I'm not sure. Uh, can we get B-day. a can we it's get a B-day. fact check? That's, that's B Day. Okay, our it fact was, checker just said it, it was, was B Day. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So that one, if you have to pick a favorite Beyonce song today, not of all time, what are you gonna go with today? Like Beyonce, my favorite Beyonce song of all time. Today, because it make a change. She got a lot of good songs. I think it will always and forever be my favorite is stay and i think it might be destiny child but that's not my favorite song ever i like me myself and i randomly it's a a really good it's me being an independent woman yeah it is okay like i didn't need anybody like you know like that's the way it is i love it now growing up did you feel like you were too nice to people growing up or you just feel like that's just your personality um I don't think I ever had an issue with being too nice because I grew up around people who were nice to me also. I didn't have, like, I never felt the need to battle, like, people except for Virginia Johnson. She cool now. We friends on Facebook, but (laughs) except her, like, she wasn't very nice, but. Oh, wow. Shout out to her. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out to her now, but, like, um, no, I never, I didn't have that experience. Like, the bullying kind of mean girl stuff. My clique was my clique, and these are still my people today. Yeah. Because, I mean, you always come off as a nice person. You are a nice person. So, I'm like, dang, I wonder if she ever felt too nice well, as a kid growing up. Not as a kid. I didn't yeah. ever feel too nice. Because I genuinely, like, that is how I express that I care, like, about people. I love acts of service and giving. And if you are my people, you are my people. I, I mess with you because I, I, I mess with you. This is genuinely how I am. I think that sometimes people want to be nice just because they think you're supposed to be. And I really am nice. Yeah. You know. Now, what most people battle with, are you nice to yourself? Do you have positive self-talk to yourself? Today? Um, that's something that I'm working on, you know, because I realize that for me, I'm always thinking about, well, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Like, yeah. um, how can I make sure everybody else is good? And then I've been struggling lately specifically with, like, just making sure I take care of me. And that's really, really important because... I can't make sure anybody else is good if I'm not good. So That's that is something key that key factor. Like, you know, people talk about loving people and stuff like that. If you don't love yourself, you can't love it's, nobody. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's, true. It's very difficult. But it also is difficult is that, like, you know, in this world, like, everybody could switch up on you, period. But you can't really switch up on yourself. Right. But a lot of people switch up on themselves. They don't have positive self-talk. They think, like, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not right. that. And that's when depression and stuff sets in so i feel like a lot of people need to have that positive like hey reg you look nice today i, I fuck with you like good job i've seen how much you've grown i think that's very important for people mm-hmm. to big themselves up 
because in this world, like anybody, mom, dad, brother, sister, anybody can switch up on you, but you can build yourself up. You always gonna live with you, like so. I think this that's very true. important. And it's it's, it's 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 one of those things that's easy to forget, especially me being like a mom. Like right. it's, I'm always like. There are four people who are always like my focus. Right. You know, I always have to make sure they're good. You know, it's I always have to do this. I, you know, I have to. I can't. I can't fuck up. I can't flop because if I do, then that's it. That's it for them. You know. So I just. I think I'm so goal oriented and so focused on always just being good and making sure they're good that sometimes I forget to take a minute. Just be like, it's okay for me to take a minute for myself. It's okay for me not to be perfect. It's okay for, you know, me to just kind of just, just have that time for me. Like I literally read the, this morning, um, that self care isn't selfish. You have to be about me. It has to be me first. Yeah. You gotta get, Hey, I want an ice cream today. You got to go and I like go get and it get yourself. It. You got to do certain things, but I have to. a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people, I think, I love like mental health becomes a crutch when people fuck up and they just like, oh, my mental is fucked up. But I'm glad that it is a real conversation now that people are taking it seriously. People are talking more about therapy and opening right. into it in the black community because it's like. So it's taboo. And I feel like therapy, it doesn't necessarily have to be with a therapist is just being real with yourself like what ways can you make yourself better because we all can be better in certain ways but therapy is like hey i do this wrong you can't bullshit yourself right you can but you can't so it's just like i think people need to like really dig in like therapy if you can afford it is definitely and you have the resources is definitely a good thing but sometimes you can get a therapist that is not really gonna do well for you or they gonna tell you kind of what you want to hear they'll give you medicine they'll do certain things so it's like you really have to have that knowledge yourself inshallah (laughs) (laughs) i was with you then you kind of you really i mean you really that's why i study and do different things because i like the knowledge yourself thing i really really dig that part of life it's important to kind of like take moments and self-reflect and like I said sometimes on this journey of life it is easy to get thrown off course like right. recently I was thrown off course and now I, I have the tools I know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing I have my my things I know what to do when I'm feeling triggered I know what it is that I need in order to kind of bring myself back down for what it is that I need to be you know and it's just like like I said with sometimes so much outside noise and just chaos and the yeah. hustle and bustle that is life it is it's just too easy to like lose focus of self and I think like for me right now that's like something that I'm really really focusing on it's just trying to get back to like a place of like positivity and like understanding and grow cuz I just I just want to grow and get better like I said right. there's nothing in life is guaranteed and like I said we have we're on borrowed time. I just want to make the most of my time and just enjoy and just be around good people, take good trips and just eat good food and that's and, it. And that's really important what you said. We're on borrowed time because it's like none of us know that last day. Right. But a lot of us are walking around like I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it this day, I'll do it that day, but that day is not guaranteed. Correct. So whatever, you know, I think we need to normalize those uncomfortable conversations. We need to normalize taking time for yourself and doing things for yourself like certain things need to be normal you know and it really shouldn't be an uncomfortable conversation it's a real conversation but I think a lot of us 
feel like if I tell somebody this, they may not fuck with me no more. But if they don't fuck with you no more from being honest, they never they fuck, didn't with, fuck you with you in the, in the beginning. It never was a thing. Like, it never really was a thing. I think that's important. It is. And like know. I said, especially, like I said, in the black community specifically, like we don't talk about like, you know, our mental health or how you fit. Like we don't we don't do that. And just effectively how how important like effective communication is like how different a scenario or situation could be had a conversation been able to been had like people don't want to have difficult or uncomfortable conversations yeah we need to normalize it's it's crazy uncomfortable it needs to be said it has to be there are certain things that need to be said if i'm going through something i should feel comfortable to be like damn reg like i'm feeling like this or whoever my i don't feel like or i should be able to come and like feel comfortable to be vulnerable with the person and have that open and honest communication yeah. because like i said sometimes a, a real real nigga could snap you yeah know what I mean? yeah <laughs> it'll feel bad you know and we hold a lot of things in and sometimes it's even unfair to the person we explode on because it's like damn they didn't know sometimes right so we need to normalize like hey when somebody does something depending on the setting we need to say something immediately, like, "Hey, I don't like that. Don't do right. that. I don't like this. I don't like that." If you're a bunch of, if, if you're in front of a bunch of people, maybe that's not the best time. But it needs to be said, uh, and course. it don't need to be months later, weeks later. It need to be within few hours. Like, it need to be said, like, "Hey, I don't like that." You know that. You didn't make did me X, feel Y, Z. Good. It made me feel this yeah. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been in several situations where, like I said, one thing about me is I've always prided myself on is like being able to hold things like you know and then express them at a later time but sometimes for me like i said i think i hold it yeah and then fucking snap like people are like damn all i said was pass the mustard like why is she snapping well it's because three months ago you said this and then you said this and then you said this and i'm the same way it took me to 30 i'm 34 now it took me to 30 to really start saying stuff and saying how i feel and things that bother me because you always feel like oh i'm gonna lose this person or something like that but it's like no these things need to be said and if they go they go you got to really have that knowledge yourself and be at peace to where like if you leave you wasn't with me no matter who it is like everybody needs to know like i need to have this conversation with you and depending on how you take it is depending on how it goes but i need this for me because a lot of people jumping in caskets and doing stupid shit once somebody died but it's like bro you should have said that while they was alive Give me my flowers now. I mean, you need to tell some, like, you know, like, everybody needs to, like, do that and really become comfortable with that. Like, and we need to kill that. It's an uncomfortable conversation. We need to have more conversations, especially, like, it's so many of us, like, we never talk again after, like, a little disagreement. It's like, damn. Right. Like, that should be bad. It's weird that, like, it's because, like, like I said, like, people have been grown up with this narrative. Like, you're not children should be seen and not heard type shit instead like not treating children like they're fucking people kids have feelings too like i should have been able to say to you well i don't like that or it's just but black people like i said we get so weird about certain things like get your uncle a hug sit on your like we force people to do shit that they don't want to do and we create adults that are not comfortable vocalizing or saying, no, I don't want to hug. My daughter says she don't want to hug somebody. She don't have to fucking hug them because she don't want to. And that needs to be normalized, too. Like, the household needs to be, like, you say what you feel. It's always a way you say it. Absolutely. But since you, like, two years old, three years old, if I hurt your feelings, somebody at school, it's too much secrecy and shit. And then people get 
bad things happen to them. They get molested. Right. They get all these things because, like, well, you're going to get mad at me, so I didn't say anything. We need to kind of, like, Dead kill that. And, like, we got to give kids that voice, but we got to teach them the respect. Like, it's a way you say it, but you could say literally anything. Right. Like, hey, mom, I didn't like the way you said that. Hey, dad, like, you get a little rough on me. I don't like when you say, oh, you're a girl all the time. Like, we need right. to normalize these kind of conversations, but... You are a super mom. I see you all the time do all these amazing things. Give you your flowers now. How do you pull the strength to, like, I've seen you hold it down and just do everything on your own. Like, what gives you that inner strength to just keep going and with a smile on your face? Like, they don't even notice a lot of things you go through. They can't even tell. Maybe they can tell somewhat, but they have no idea. And they're probably not going to get it till they're way older. How do you really muster that strength? to be that super mom I mean I just do what I have to do you know what I mean it's them they push me like I said they are a group of assholes and I love them dearly but they are like but they're my favorite bunch of assholes you know um it's good to have some bunch of assholes but um like I said um I push because I have to um other people get to be parents and it's optional for them for me it's not optional I've been momming since I was 20 you know what I mean like I have to do what I have to do. They deserve that. Like, I made a choice. I had these kids. Regardless of what Pookie Ray Ray and them niggas do, like, I have to make sure that my kids are good. My kids are going to have what I had or better. They're going to travel. They're not going to just only be going to Fayetteville and that's it. We out the country. We, we, we are living our best life. And like I said, I'm comfortable with... If it's us, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to always be us. Like, I'm going to make sure that they are good. Like I said, it's not for them to handle the adult shit. They don't got to worry about the lights and stuff like that. I'll take care of that. Y'all take care of y'all school. I got everything else. And it's absolutely not easy. And there are times when, like I said, it's just like the shit looks dismal. You know, it's like it's overwhelming. And I'm just like, I now understand why my mom has come home from work and flipped the fuck out because it's a fork in the sink. Because it's like, fuck, a fork? You yeah. know, it's just... It can be a lot, but like I said, they are absolutely worth it. Yeah, and then what if, what if your kids taught you about you, yourself? Because I think, from my opinion, I think they know that you're like a great nurturer and a great provider and you're funny and you're athletic when you want to be other than when you fall and stuff. I, I mean, uh, what do you think they, <laughs> what have they taught you from being a mother for it? Like, I, what, do you, what have they taught you? Um when things get really hard sometimes just how they are with me and how they look at me and just just the fact that they want to be around me they just they confirm for me like that I am doing good that I I'm enough um and what I provide is is more than enough and you know it that's a good feeling to know that like I don't know just basically like being validated by them you know because I don't think I I seek validation from others anymore. Um, I did for a while. It was really important. Like, I was so worried about, oh, my God, if people come and there's uh, toys on the floor, are they, what are they going to think about me? Or I, I haven't had the opportunity to, like, get to the dishes just yet or do all these things. I used to have real anxiety about people coming to my house and seeing these things out of order. But then I look at it and I'm like, most of the people who I'm surrounded by have help, like consistent help and all these things. And it's just me. And I'm doing a fucking great job and it's enough. And like, as long as they're good, that's enough for me. It has to be. That is, so. that is a, like, in at your young age of 21, uh -huh. I'll be wink, 20, wink, 22 and uh, 
what has life taught you about you at this point in your life? Um, I know it seems the older I get, the more I realize and I respect and appreciate like time, man. Like the older you get, it seems like the more people you lose, like, you know, and it's just like with COVID and all that we've been surrounded by death and just like sadness for like so long that it's just like. I've made it a point now to be like, I just want to enjoy life and just enjoy moments and just, just really like fuck with people who fuck with me. Like, you know, um, you can love people, but if I got to love you from around the corner, you know, that's what I'll do. You know, I don't have any ill will towards anybody, um, but I don't have time to waste. Um, so again, I'm just being more deliberate and intentional with the time that I spend the things that I do because I don't have any time for for bullshit and then I see that you I see it on a day-to-day basis I see the growth in you I see the changes I've been around for a little while I see that you're doing a great job you're amazing mom you're I got amazing. a 12 raise you're amazing oh wow 12 percent raise you're amazing person obviously you're an amazing worker Thanks. but uh what are you actively doing now to really invest in you and like help you i know you say you got different things on your phone and things like that what are you actively doing daily to like really like hey shay is enough i'm enough i love shay i am great what are you doing on a day-to-day basis now um so um I pay $19.99 to get, like, affirmations sent to my phone because I do need reminders. Um, my brother-in-law had got me some little cards that sit on my desk, like, calmness cards for, like, the busy mom. So those kind of things and just reminders are really important to me. But I've also started really journaling. Like, I got a new journal, and I've really started writing down my feelings. If I'm overwhelmed, I'm, I'm like, actively doing that, like, taking time to, like, do this on a daily basis to just remind myself, you know, it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be stressed. Like, but that's been really like key the last couple of weeks specifically. And like, just kind of keeping me grounded. Cause it's really easy to lose control of like yourself. So before we, we were rudely interrupted <laughs> by, uh, your, uh, all right. So we back on, all right. Before we were rudely interrupted when you were uh, telling us how great you are <laughs> and amazing you are, uh but we're gonna end it like this i think you're an amazing person you're an amazing black queen you're an amazing mother you're a beautiful person inside out you're a beautiful black queen you do everything great in my eyes i mean i think all of us are a work in progress all of us want to do things better uh but i just want to tell you you're amazing i love your growth i love everything you're doing the direction you're going and i'm here with you we on this journey with you forever we thank you. And before we get out of here, we do uh, speak it into existence. Next year, mentally and spiritually, where will you be next summer? Um, just in a place of peace, you know. Um, the work that I'm doing and putting in, hopefully, like, it will, it will show, like, and my insides and outsides will match, like, how I feel. And just, I just want to be at peace and, and, I, and. I'll continue to push for that, and, and that's it. I'm just happy. I just want to be happy. I don't want anything in life. I don't want to be rich. I don't want none. I just want to be happy. That's, like, really all I want, happiness. And this is recorded. <laughs>